It's now 1970. I know this for sure because I take a ride to the Bronx to go visit with my daughter, Tony the Pirate, my friend of many years, comes along for the ride. We get to the Bronx and the people there are out shopping. So we go down to the neighborhood bar on the corner to have a drink and wait a little bit. On the TV, here comes on the national television, on the news, Ryan Tuttle in San Francisco tattooing Janis Joplin. Now Janis Joplin was a rock singer who was very famous at that time. She, she was like, like an Elvis of that time. Everybody knew Janis Joplin. I never cared for her music. It seemed like screaming. But anyway, there was Lyle Cuddle tattooing her on television. Me and Tony looked at each other, smiled, and I said, You know that sign I have in my window? Women tattooed free. I'm going to have to take that sign out. This is going to make every woman want a tattoo. Now, the people watching my daughter in the bunks was my first wife, Nancy's grandparents. What sweet old lady, what sweet old lady she was, and him as well. They called her Nana, and his name was Rodrigo. Two sweet people. One time I'm sitting, sitting on their front porch. They used to sit out there in rocking chairs. Watch was up high, the street was on a hill, and they would look down at the street. They had a roaming house. They had raised their two children, two girls. They had raised their children's children, and now were raising their great-grandchildren. My God, what sweet people, what patient people, what lovely people. They liked me. One day before I got married to Nancy, while sitting on this porch in a rocking chair, Nana said to me, you're a nice boy. You should go down these steps, get in your car over there, and go back to Long Island where you're from. My granddaughter is not for you. Oh, to go back in time and listen to wise old people. But that just can't happen either. Anyway, Nana informs me that they're going to sell their room and house in the Bronx. They're tired of the weather, and the neighborhood isn't so good anymore. And they're going to go right down to Florida and buy a house and live out the rest of their life in the sunshine. Now with the fall approaching again, and, and my mind thinking, I'm still looking for that warm place for the winter to go and tattoo. I decide to call Bob Shaw in the famous tattoo shop, the Pike Tattoo Shop, and was once owned by Bert Grimm. So I give Bob Shaw a call, and I ask him if he could use a good man for the winter, and then I explained who I was. And I said, the winters are slow here, and I'd like to come out there if he could use me. 
I was good and I was fast. And he said, yeah, I know who you are. I said, sure. He says, come on out. I said, okay, thanks. Now, I worked for Bob Shaw on three different occasions. And the stories are a little cloudy in my head of which came first and so on and so forth. So I'll just talk about Bob Shaw and I may have the stories in the wrong position, but they're all there. On my first visit to Bob Shaw, I had looked in his window previously when I went to Hawaii and I changed planes in LA. I went down to the pike and I had visited these shops. It was closed when I was there, but I looked in the window. So now I was there and inside the shop. Bob Shaw was busy tattooing. He was the only one in there. I seen he had stations set up for four people. It was like in a horseshoe, two on one side and two on the other side. And he was the furthest one from the door in the back. And he was tattooing. And I went over and leaned on the rail. He looked up. I said, hi. He says, you're crazy, Eddie. I said, yeah, how are you? He says, very good. He said, I'll be done shortly. And, and we'll talk. I said, okay, great. And I watched him tattoo. I walked around and looked at the designs, looked at the prices on the designs. And when he got done, he said to me, come on over here. He said, this is where you're going to work. I was in the number two slot as you come in the door. And he says, we'll get you set up here. He says, you said you're bad. He says, we'll see. He says, once you're set up and you're here for a while and they're used to where everything is and you relax, if we get the chance, we'll have a little rate for a beer. What do you say? I said, sure. So he, he takes me in his car and we go around. He takes me to different places, drug stores and five and tens, where I could get the little things I needed, such as squirt bottles and plastic ink bottles, and so on and so forth. So I, I set my gear up, and he takes me in the back of the tattoo shop and shows me where he has a great big room with tables and chairs. He says, this is where we do our private tattooing. If somebody needs privacy, I said, great. And he says, but we don't leave, leave anything here, just the power box. He says, when you get somebody that wants a tattoo in private, you have to take everything of yours, everything, such as the straight razor, the machines, the tubes, the ink, the ink caps, everything in a little basket that he had at each station and bring it in the back. He said, because if we leave them back here, somebody always steals them. He says, I don't know why, it's silly, but... This is the way we do it here. And he takes me through another room, through a doorway, down the hallway, and he has several doors there. And he opens one, and there's a nice bedroom there. He says, this is a bedroom that you're welcome to use if you want. It can save you looking for an apartment and being that you only want to spend the winter here. 
and then it takes me down a little further. There's a great big shower. Everything that a single man would need. I said, Jesus, this is wonderful. Thank you very much. He then takes me for a walk down the pike, where it's an amusement park. It's a great big amusement park. And he takes me and walks me down and introduces me to some of his friends along the way. And he takes me to a checkerboard lounge. And we go inside and he says, do you drink? I said, sure. He says, I do too. He says, but you never have more than two when you're working. So we sit down and he has two. He used to drink Bacardi. No, he used to drink B.O. and Coke. So he has two VO and Cokes. I have two screwdrivers. And he introduces me to the bartender. He said, this is my favorite watering hole. And we leave through the back of this bar. It was called the checkerboard lounge. And when you come out the back door, there was his door to his statue shop, the front door. So it was very simple to walk out of his front door, down a few little steps, across a little tiny parking lot, and into the checkerboard lounge. In watching me work and checking my machines, Bob Shaw says, I like the way you're doing your machines. Very similar to mine. I could work with your machines. He says, I noticed, though, you have a little problem changing tubes and needles. I said, yes, it, it's quite difficult. I like your machines, where you have that little nut that you unscrew, and you slip your tube in and out of the, the vice grip. Much simpler than mine. Mine, I needed a pliers and a screwdriver, and it was a little more difficult. So he gives me two of his machines, and he says, try these for a while. I think you'll like them. And I did. What a man. He was a great, great guy. Bob Shaw told me a little bit about his life where he had run away from home. He was from Texas at an early age of 15. He ended up in St. Louis, and he was hanging around the Penny Arcade where Bert Grimm had his tattoo shop. He said Bert Grimm took a liking to him and taught him how to work the Penny Arcade machines and eventually taught him how to tattoo. Bob told me Bert Grimm sort of adopted him, and he called Bert uncle. He said Bert Grimm tattooed him, and he was completely covered by the age of 16. He said then he went out on his own and tattooed in various spots until he tuned up with a man named Todd from Tennessee. And Tennessee Todd had the nickname of Tennessee Todd. And it was Todd and Shaw, and I had seen their work around New York and knew that they were good tattooers and always had wanted to meet them. And here I am with the great Bob Shaw.